0: Hey yo, ladies. Hey yo, gentlemen. Hey yo, the fellas. The fellas. The fellas. It's the final mock draft of the year because yo, it's Friday. We're six days away from the season starting. We're like two days away until I get to actually do some week one content. Which, oh my god, I cannot wait to do that. The big energy is here. We're doing a final mock with a bunch of people in the Discord. Maybe a person or two over from Twitter. I'm not exactly sure, but we posted this up in the Discord. Discord's totally free for the NFL one. Link down below if you want to talk about there questions about each week, questions about your draft before that actually kicks off. If you still have one, I got a couple before they kick off in a couple days now. But I'm excited for this. We're going to be drafting here from the four spot yet again. And there's a lot of news. There's a lot of news since last time. I'm recording this on Thursday morning. So if something happens on Thursday, if something nutty happens with another big move, I wanted to wait to record this until Leonard Fournette got signed. It was getting up until the clock where I had to put the video out on Friday, but he got signed. So we're going to adjust that. He's adjusted in the rankings, all the rankings and everything that I'll be using to draft the tiers really in the rankings, the top 150s, bunch of player profiles. it's on the supreme draft guide linked down below you can get that bad boy for just ten dollars as the final week of the year for season long is approaching us so be sure to check that out down below all that stuff is going to be included there's a link that'll kind of just walk you through exactly what you need to do to get it for ten dollars in a very quick and concise manner so you can do that link down below thank you to the sponsor of the show for doing that and sponsoring the draft guide this year monkey knife fight you can see that they are linked up below their logo along with the top 25 running back downloads so fellas 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 like button subscribe button for me real quickly it is right now like seven o'clock in the morning east coast and i would rather be doing nothing else and mock drafting, I love this stuff. I love it. I love it. I love it. I have not mock drafted since Fournette got traded, or since Fournette got picked up, I should say, dropped and then picked up by Tampa Bay. So it'll be interesting to see where he goes in this one. Right now, I have him ranked as my RB twenty-five in PPR formats. I can see him getting up all the way to like RB nineteen in my rankings. It's a difference of like a touchdown and a half projection-wise in the fantasy points. Again, all those rankings are linked down below. But I think it is time. I think right now we have a bunch of fellas in here. We got we got at seven a.m. and on the, on the West Coast, a couple people are in here. at four a.m. They're staying up all night to the late night draft. Right Now and grind their fantasy leagues, those are the people that are going to win their leagues right now. Those are the fellas that I love to conversate with and talk fantasy with. It's an 18-round. 12 team PPR format. I'm drafting from the fourth spot. No kickers, no defense, because those positions are a bunch of phony, boring points in fantasy. Stop with the traditionalists. Stop with being the big MLB fan who's 60 years old and saying no bat flips. Those are the people that like kickers and defenses. They're the people who watch Major League Baseball and don't like fun, right? They're the people who don't want Major League Baseball to be fun. They're the people who don't say celebrate your touchdowns. They're the people who are yelling at the screen, stop celebrating the touchdown, show some respect, right? Those are the exact same people who like getting fantasy points for a kicker kicking at 23 yards right through the uprights so or whatever the exact distance is, 19 yards through the uprights now gets moved back to 30 plus yards, right? I don't want that. Those are the people who are excited when a defensive player gets a sack for one fantasy points. I don't want any of that stuff. Give me the high flying running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, quarterbacks. That's all I need. That's all I need. But right now, we are right now starting this bad boy up at 720. I'm going to put a note into the sleeper right now. You can see this. We're using sleeper.com, sleeper.app to be exact. If you want to get all technical with the tech terms, sleep a really cool platform. But yeah, we're going to start this bad boy off from the four spot. Appreciate any likes and subscribes. These videos have been reaching more and more people and reach even more people as the season starts. And I see that search volume is really, really picking up for football, which makes a ton of sense as people are starting to realize it is less than a week away now. So thank you so much for all the input. Thank you so much for all the feedback so far this season. Let's get it off with a final mock draft. Very excited to do so. Let's see what we can bang out here. Alrighty, gang, let's button up. Let's put our shoulders back. Let's crack our neck and get all relaxed because we are ready to go. The four spot is a death trap and that's what I'm drafting from right now in my home league. So we're going to see, I'm going to probably have to draft. I don't know. You can get CHE here. I mean, there was points as of yesterday, like Kamara went back to practice as of my recording this yesterday. So by the time you guys are all seeing this and you ladies, it's going to be two days ago, but there were some points where I'm starting to get worried about drafting from the four hole. Like I don't hate taking CHE Clyde Lair at the four spot yesterday after the news that Alvin Kamara returned to practice after the Saints threatened to pretty much trade him. I ended up going to, and we can see right here, what's happening. Christian McCaffrey goes number one overall. Saquon goes number two overall, and I'm a pick away right now. So I assume Zico's here. So Zico's there. This is a spot I don't like to draft in. The fact that Kamara actually practiced yesterday gives me a little bit more hope that he's going to play with this team after sitting out the first three days because of contract negotiation. So shows up to practice. Again, he doesn't have to actually, he can show up to camp, he can practice, and then he can hold out during the games. So that's the risk here. I think I'm still going to take Kamara, right? If this was next week, like a week from today or, or six days from today, when my home league is drafting, I probably wouldn't take Kamara if there's still contract worries. Because yeah, if Kamara ends up sitting out three or four weeks, it can be really detrimental. So that's why I would go and take Clyde edwards fourth overall. There's starting to become some notion that a guy in Joe Mixon should start to go fourth overall. He signs his contract. They give him a pretty healthy contract that probably means he's going to see more than the three targets per game that he was seeing last year and be very very involved in an offense that bad offensive line a lot of upside in terms of the prospects with the quarterback and everybody that's going to be there. But right now I'll stick with uh, Alvin Kamara. If you were drafting today, I think I would be taking Alvin Kamara at the fourth spot. If something comes out, I don't think they're going to trade him. I really don't. I think it's just a threat, right? They're not finding him right now. He shows up to practice. Again, if he doesn't have a contract by the season starts, I'm not shocked to see him threaten to sit out, but I can't see him sitting out more than like a game or two before they either settle settle on something, they sign time Montgomery in the offseason, He's nowhere near the skill of Alvin Kamar, but he fits into that mold. uh, Or he just comes back and realizes like, they're not going to pay me. I need to at least come back at this point. You can see a lot of players going off the clock right now. Um, Devontae Adams and Miles Sanders goes up the turn. I really like that combo of Miles Sanders and Devontae Adams. Austin Eckler and Kenyon Drake question marks around both of their roles with Austin Eckler right now, not getting any of the red zone work in, in camp right now. It's all Joshua Kelly as Justin Jackson got hurt. So a little tip for you, uh, be sure to pick up Joshua Kelly late in your drafts. Um, Justin Jackson seems to have a foot injury. Don't know what's going on there. It's day to day to day, day, day right now. Austin Eckler at this point is not really getting a ton of red zone work, which it does seem like Joshua Kelly and slash jo- Justin Jackson, whoever's healthier a combination of them might actually come together and pick up a lot of those snaps. You can see all the running backs going off the board. This is just crazy. Julio goes at the 2-5, which is a very good start. Derek Henry and Julio Jones Jones. I like that a lot. You can see uh, combinations of two running backs in a row, Josh Jacobs and Nick Chubb. That seems fine. Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook. That also seems fine. We have the Eckler and the Kenyan Drake. I like that start as well. I'm sitting here right now with Alvin Kamara and a lot of running backs are going off the board, which I do not like when that usually happens, uh, especially with all the depth issues that are currently happening for net, obviously going to Tampa Bay does no longer make him like a top 15 or top uh, 20 back for me. There are still some running backs on the board. Um, Not a lot that I really do love. I don't want to be taking, I mean, Todd Gurley's there. He's a couple of picks away. I don't really feel fantastic about taking Todd Gurley at this point. I'm um, looking down the board Chris Carson, Melvin Gordon there with your second pick do not seem like amazing options as James Conner goes so obviously lots of running backs are going off the board. This is probably not going to be like your home league right now. I mean, we're, we're looking at the, I'm a, I'm a pick away and we've already had in the first round alone, nine running backs go off the board In the second round alone, five have gone off the board. So we've had 14 running backs go off the board. Allen Robinson goes there. I think I'm going to go ahead and take Todd Gurley here and pair him with Alvin Kamara. So I'll take Todd Gurley. I'll get my back-to-back running backs. And now I'm going to be looking, I was going to consider Allen Robinson, but second pick seems a little bit high Um, I'll be looking for a wide receiver at this third pick turn here. There are still some fine running backs on the board. You have guys like Jonathan Taylor, who's getting taken in the third round often now as his stock rises my running back 19 overall. You have Melvin Gordon and Chris Carson. So there's still some fine guys. And then obviously guys that I don't want to be taking this early, but hopefully by my next turn, when it comes all the way back around to me at the fifth round, maybe we can cross our fingers and see if a guy like Cam Akers drops, right? Maybe guys like Kareem Hunt and DeAndre Swift will start to drop to us at that point. There's our first tight end. There's our first quarterback. So that gives us a little bit more wiggle room. This is a two flex league, by the way way. So it does actually pay off a little bit more to get more running backs early, or at least it makes it easier to do so. Like If you wanted to draft four running backs in your first five picks, it makes more sense because you're not putting one of them on your bench. So just know and make sure in all cases, obviously to know your league settings. George Kittle goes before Travis Kelsey there. I don't agree with that. I have Kelsey higher in all aspects. And also Kittle is nursing an injury right now, which makes it even more sketchy. Just looking around the board, a lot of people went back to back running backs, five people in this league, go back to back running backs. I like to start for Deja Bruh, Mahomes and, and Saquon's a very good start. I like to start a lot for such shut up Toby he gets Christian McCaffrey Chris Carson and Jonathan Taylor I mean three running backs if you're trying to go robot star B those are one very high upside one one elite one right McCaffrey and I'm already on the clock so I, I should probably uh calm down a little bit with my talking so Melvin Gordon's still on the board I think I can actually get to Melvin Gordon the fact that Kenny Galladay just went makes me want to hold off on going wide receiver uh, it's a tear break for me right Galladay would have been a choice here for me so I'm going to look at the running backs I'm going to go ahead I'm going to take Melvin Gordon here so I'm going to just pick up all the carries that I possibly can at this point we go ahead we take Melvin Gordon it was a tear break for me at that point the running back looked better if Kenny Galladay would have lasted. He goes one pick before me. I probably take Kenny Galladay there, but I'm fine getting to Melvin Gordon there. I feel okay with that. Top two tight ends are off the board. If you watch my content, you know that we're really not trying to go for these early tight ends. Uh, I imagine that soon Lamar Jackson is going to come off the board as well as we were midway through the third round. My start right now in a two flex league with three wide receivers, two running backs and your two flex spots, Alvin Kamara, Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon. I do like to start there in terms of just getting overall a ton of carries potentially and touches overall. Talking in the chat right now, it's actually pretty interesting. I'm not high on DeAndre Hopkins. He's my eighth overall Wide receiver, but he did fall to the third round here. He did fall to the mid third, so that could be a spot where I should have taken him at the three, four, right. I don't like taking DeAndre Hopkins in the second round, and the third round is where I actually think he's a fine option. I ended up waiting just another running back right there, Melvin Gordon, over him. After that, the running backs start to become a little bit more sketchy. I don't buy into the fact that they're saying Philip Lindsay is going to be in the backfield, of Melvin Gordon. I think that's just to not hurt Melvin Gordon's feelings all that much. But yeah, I mean, if you're getting DeAndre Hopkins in the third round, I mean, the start of Clyde edwards Allen Robinson, DeAndre Hopkins is a very good start. You're going to be uh, maybe not hurting at running back at all, but obviously you're very strong at wide receiver now. You see Lamar Jackson goes off the board in the late third. He usually goes off the board like at the latest, the early third. So interesting to see him fall a little bit more. A lot of these people watching this are people like you, viewers who join the discord, which is totally free again down below. And then they just hop into these and they know that my style is getting two running backs early. This specific draft, we got three. So now I'm going to be targeting some wide receivers. You can see Leonard Fournette goes in the fourth round here. So here's the talking point, right? Leonard Fournette goes in the fourth round where I currently have him ranked. He's like a sixth round pick for me. So I don't want to be taking Leonard Fournette this early. I understand it though, because the upside, look, if Leonard Fournette just takes the job for Ronald Jones, which Peyton Barber basically did last year for half or three quarters of the games. If he takes the early down work job from Ronald Jones, well then yeah, Leonard Fournette's probably going to be looking at a top 20 role with the red zone usage that he's going to get in that offense. Leonard Fournette right now is my running back 25, but if I give him one more touchdown, he's pretty much my RB 20. If I give him two more, he's a top 20 running back or one and a half. So based on projections, yeah, if you think that Leonard Fournette is going to take on all the red zone work, he's a top 20 running back. If you think he's going to split it 1A, 1B, well, then he's like around RB25 for me. Um, well, he'd be like RB30. I think it's somewhere in the middle, which makes him my RB25. A run on wide receivers is going here and a really big run on wide receivers is going here at the worst possible time for me. So this is not good at all. Um, just looking down this right now, you can see all the wide receivers going off the board. I mean, if you're, if you're just looking at it right now, out of the final seven picks, the last, I think you have the last eight out of nine picks have been wide receivers. So My wide receiver tiers are just getting eaten alive right now. I need wide receivers, obviously, but there's still a lot of good ones left. I mean, we're in the fourth round. I'm not against taking the AJ Browns of the world, the DK Metcalfs, the DJ Sharks, Terry McLaurin. I like that tier of receivers. And DJ Shark goes, I think Amari Cooper is still on the board as DK Metcalf goes, look, I don't really love Amari Cooper, but I just made a video on him. If Amari Cooper falls to the fourth round, I'm auto taking Amari Cooper. I made a video on him saying that I don't want him in the third round. I have him as a fourth round player. He just made it to the end of the fourth round. I got him right there. And I feel very strong about having Amari Cooper at the end of the fourth round as my wide receiver one with the opportunity now in the turn to maybe maybe if we cross our fingers get either AJ Brown or Terry McLaurin or even Tyler Lockett who's still on the board and then we get to start with two stud receivers in my opinion and all these running backs so let's see if we can get one of those guys to fall to us now we're about three picks away I'm going to highlight Deja Bru's team right here real quickly you can see zooming in Saquon at the one two and then he stacks Mahomes I mean you don't have to do this you could do this in best ball or big tournaments but he gets Mahomes and Kelsey which is right now look this is his start right maybe the best running back, or at least the top running back, maybe the best quarterback, then you end up getting maybe the best tight end. I have them as the best tight end, the best quarterback, and my second overall running back. Then he goes and he gets Cam Akers, who I think is a very high upside play right now at the running back position. Cam Akers is my RB22. So getting him in the fourth round, I think, in my opinion, is a strong pick. You just saw shut up Toby as if he's in my room right now. Oh my God, we just lost all our picks. Man, oh man. So three picks in a row, three of the guys that I was looking at in a row, Terry McLaurin, Tyler Lockett, A.J. Brown, and then Keenan Allen. The four guys that I literally wanted in a row all go in a row. Any of those guys is my wide receiver two, I feel really good. So now we have to pivot. Do we go DeAndre Swift? Do we go Kareem Hunt here? I like the way that these are looking. Swift's injury is a little bit concerning, but the wide receivers off the board at this point, there's a tear break. I don't want Stefan Diggs. I don't want Sutton. So I think I'm going to go ahead in the fifth round here. And I think we're going to take DeAndre Swift. It might be around too early, uh, but I'm okay with that. There is a chance that it's around too early, but I don't want to be playing from behind now. I don't want to be drafting really bad wide receiver twos when I'll just pile up a bunch of wide receiver threes. I literally can't believe that every single guy, I had four guys start on my, my ranking sheet over here. I had Terry McLaurin, Tyler Lockett, AJ Brown, and Keenan Allen all starred left. And there's five picks before me and all four of them go before me. Absolutely insane. So I don't know if we're going to run that bad in the real drafts. I-, I really hope we don't run that bad, but whoof. I mean, that was strong. We ran good with getting Amari Cooper at the end of the fourth round. Unfortunately, you got Shut Up Toby taking two of the guys I wanted back to back McLaurin and Lockett. Really good start for Shut Up Toby McCaffrey, uh, Chris Carson, Jonathan Taylor, and then he gets two, in my opinion, stud receivers. Two guys who are in my top 25, top 24 wide receivers in McLaurin and Lockett. And then AJ Brown goes and Keenan Allen goes. Two top 20 receivers for me right there. Uh, that one hurt a good amount. Not great. Andrews in the middle to end of the fifth round. Mark Andrews goes again. I'm not really high on these tight ends going this early, but like if you're getting Zach Ertz at the end of the fifth or potentially in this draft, the beginning of the sixth, we'll see what happens here. I think that's a really, really strong start uh, to get Zach Ertz, And I think it's a really good start. Really. The reason I really don't want to take a wide receiver and force a Cortland Sutton as my wide receiver tour, Stefan Diggs is because honestly, those players might be there at my sixth pick when we come back around on this turn. And if they're not, there's a bunch of guys that are in the category of Jarvis Landry, Will Fuller. Uh, Hollywood Brown, Marvin Jones, Julian Edelman, Michael Gallup, Deshaun Jackson, all those guys that I would feel fine with my wide receiver two and three options. I'm going to snag back-to-back wide receivers here with my six and seven pick. And we're going to see what happens now. And you can see there at the end of the fifth round is when those tight ends start to go. So getting Zach Ertz at the five, 10, I think is a very good pick, especially now that it looks like it's going to be just like last year. No Jalen Riga, right? No Goodwin because he's holding out for the season—not holding out, but he's just opting out because of COVID and having a kid. Marquise Goodwin, they traded for him in the NFL draft from the 49ers. Alshon Jeffrey starting there in a pup. So yeah, lots of things happening here, and this is exactly what I'm talking about. Look, there has not been many wide receivers that I actually care about going off the board right now. You see some more running backs going in J.K. Dobbins, Ronald Jones. I think these are appropriate spots in the sixth round, maybe a little bit early on a couple of them, but you see them going. I'm a couple picks away now, and I really do think the decision to take DeAndre Swift there is fine. DeAndre Swift definitely would have been gone at my next pick, and I think that getting those four running backs. I don't have to take another running back in the rest of the draft. I'll just take those four and I feel good about those. And now we have a lot of good wide receivers left on the board here for my sixth and seventh pick. I'm looking at Stefan Diggs still being on the board, right? Like in the sixth round, this is just like my decision to go ahead and take Amari Cooper. He's just falling too far. Stefan Diggs, I was just kind of thinking about at my fifth overall pick. And I said, it's, it's way too early. Like I can maybe get those types of guys around later. I got the exact guy around later. Stefan Diggs, my wide receiver 26, falls to the end of the sixth round. I don't love Stefan Diggs where he goes often in the end of the fifth round, but he goes a whole round later. Yeah, I think that's value. And that's that's where you start to take him. So now I'm going to go wide receiver with my next pick as well. And we just have to see some of the guys that go off the board to see exactly who I'm going to land here. I'm just going to draft off of the value. Some of the guys on the board, just so you can keep track at home right now, Devonte Parker, AJ Green, Landry, Fuller, Edelman, Cooks, those guys are my best available. At running back, James White is by far my best available. Then you got guys like Matt Breida, Tariq Cohen, Phillip Lindsay. Then you got pretty much all of the quarterbacks that are left on the board outside of Russell Wilson, Mahomes, and Lamar. And majority of the tight ends are off the board. Evan Ingram goes at the 6'8". I've been seeing him fall a lot lately. Uh, so pretty interesting to see him go where appropriately he. Should should but I normally see him falling into the eighth round lately so if that's the case feel fine to take him there I'm just analyzing some of the teams so far shut up Toby we've talked about his team a couple of times he just takes Tariq Cohen I think James White was the pick there over Tariq Cohen again if David Montgomery is going to be injured or at least that's a type of injury that can linger it's going to help Cohen of course but not really in between the tackles as much as really just more offensive production on the field probably the passing game he goes ahead and takes Dak Prescott in the seventh which I can't hate that Dak Prescott is my overall quarterback three I just don't take QBs that early but that's fine looking at some of these other teams now has anybody else taken four running backs with their first five picks. I don't think so. I think I was the only nut job to take four running backs in my first five picks. I didn't want to. It's just the way that it ended up playing out. But You see a couple of guys take three in a row. It was really just me and uh, shut up Toby. We're a pick away from my pick. Now we'll analyze some more of these teams in a second. As Julian Edelman goes, one of the guys I was looking at, but either way, I feel comfortable with what I'm getting here. I mean, if we get Devante Parker in the seventh round, I never draft Devante Parker as bull fuller goes the decision for me right now is Devante Parker, AJ green or Jarvis Landry. I mean, I like all these guys. I think Landry is your safest option here. I think we have safety with Diggs and Amari where we drafted them. I mean, if you get Landry, Landry here. I think it's also a very sturdy option. Devontae Parker becomes a little bit questionable with potential quarterback change with the just in general out there. So just looking at this Preston Williams coming back, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Jarvis Landry here. You could argue any of those guys between Jarvis Landry, AJ Green and Devontae Parker that were left at wide receiver. I think Landry fits the bill of what I want a little bit more safety. I think Amari does supply safety, but there's some injury risk. I think Stefan Diggs moving to a new team with Josh Allen not being the most accurate is not as safe. So I, I do feel fine taking Landry there. I feel more comfortable taking him. James White falls midway through to the seventh. I like that a lot. Let's take. Murray goes a little bit earlier than usual, probably because of potentially if you if you snag him in these rounds and then you get no Alvin Kamara, Murray's going to be like a fourth round pick if he was to get traded out of nowhere, Alvin Kamara, right? And I really want to be out of nowhere at this point. I just still don't think the likelihood is high that that actually happens. Devontae Parker goes at the end of the seventh. That's good. Also, I just want to call out right now as I'm looking at just some of the live news that was coming in overnight. Uh, Patriots released Mohamed Sanu. So Mohamed Sanu was never anything fantastic for me, but I will be updating that in the rankings. Obviously I'm going to be taking him out during this draft. We'll see if anybody actually drafts him. He was my wide receiver 74. So he'll just drop, right? He was in the range of like the Russell Gages, the Van Jeffersons, Josh Reynolds, those types of players. So never really somebody I was drafting this year, but at least worth mentioning. I don't really know who that helps. Nikhil Harry, Julian Edelman are going to be the main wide receivers there. I mean, they got guys like Demir Bird now who might take on a little bit more of an advanced role. Not totally sure, but you can see a uh, kind of a hodgepodge of players going off the board. Now a, a a I'll backs, definitely more wide receivers have been going as a lot of that running back depth is just really getting soaked up. I mean, your best available is now are guys like, I mean, Matt Breida is pretty decent. Philip Lindsay, if you want to take risks, I mean, Antonio Gibson's still on the board, so that's not terrible. I'm looking at wide receiver and I'm still seeing very good options on the board. I'm seeing, I mean, I can go either way right now. I don't really need another running back, but if you're going to give me like Antonio Gibson, maybe in the ninth round, I definitely take him there. Uh, Matt Breida, I don't really need to go there, but wide receivers I'm looking at, there goes Antonio Gibson, by the way. I really want to try and land right now, Deshaun Jackson at this eighth pick. I don't think a lot of people are going to take him this early, because he doesn't pop up on the automatic rankings. So, unless somebody's drafting off of my rankings, they'll see Deshaun Jackson is one of the best available receivers, which there's a good chance they are since they're viewers of my show. If they ended up getting um, the draft guide, which again, if you're watching right now, go ahead and get that draft guide, support the channel. It really does help. Goes all towards uh, helping me out and helping this channel grow, being able to just expand, make more content, uh, get more products like that out there and for cheaper, especially if I can get uh, more interest in them. Be sure to check all that out. I mean, we're right now, what, eight rounds into an 18 round draft? We're probably somewhere around 20 minutes into this video. So, it's a good point. It's a good natural point to say hit the like button we're going to try and get the sean jackson two bakes from now big old subscribe button pops up bottom right hand corner if you could just take a second of your time whether in the podcast you want to subscribe there follow on spotify subscribe on apple stitcher or wherever you might be and on youtube the big one hitting that subscribe button tapping the notification bell goes a really long way to helping this channel grow. Really sharp pick by a Huss right there. It's looking more and more that Debo might be ready by week one. And they're saying like definitely week two right now. I mean, if Debo Samuel's ready by week one, he was being taken as like the 30th or a top 25 top 30 wide receiver uh, two months ago, right? It's a 10 week recovery period. And it's been right around 10 weeks. CD lamb goes and we're going to snag right now Deshaun Jackson, who has made a huge leap in my rankings from somebody who started the year in like the wide receiver 60 range when it was uncertain what he was going to be doing this year. And he's now my wide receiver 37 overall. No, Alshon Jeffrey, Jalen Rager is going to miss around a month of the season, and as a rookie, that is just huge. I mean, Jalen Rager is like undraftable right now for me. So if you still want to hold on to hope that Jalen Rager has a good season, surely he can have a good second half of the season. But as a rookie, if you miss a month of the season, and then it takes you normally like a month to get up to speed, or even half the year to get up to speed in an offense, and now you're trying to bank on Jalen Rager to have like four to five peak weeks at the end of the year, especially when one of those is probably going to be week 17, it's just really difficult to want to bank on that and rely on that. So for me right now, I'm just not drafting Jalen Rager. Like Jalen Rager, I put all the way down as my wide receiver 70 and PPR Sal. That's so crazy. The guy's going to miss a month of the season as a rookie, uh, let alone having to get up to speed and playing through injuries against just more superior players since he hasn't been in the NFL. I mean, he was my wide receiver, like cracking into the high forties if you're going to get injured and miss a month of the season as rookie, it is almost devastating. It's a devastating blow to you. And who knows? They're saying at least it's going to miss three to four weeks, at least right now. So you never know with these types of injuries for rookies. So now we're in a pretty comfortable spot because I've already landed four wide receivers to my four running backs. I'm fine going right back to wide receiver here. And then look, this is the type of spot where I start to want to take quarterbacks, but only four have gone off the board. Five have gone off the board. So I don't feel the need to just smash quarterback. I don't think a lot of people are going to be taking back to back quarterbacks. So I feel like it's a fine point to actually snag some more value at receiver. And I'm looking at right now, one of them being Christian Kirk. Well, Christian Kirk is my wide receiver 33. He's still on the board. Best available after that is my wide receiver 42 and John Brown. So if Christian Kirk stays on the board, I'm smashing him here at this spot and I'm going to feel very, very good about it. About two picks away. We'll see if he actually lands there. This guy in front of me, Deja Bru, has taken four receivers in a row. He's kind of implementing my strategy of just getting running backs early, a couple of guys too early, and then just smashing all the mid-round wide receivers because they're great. Hopefully he doesn't go here uh, with Christian Kirk. I have a really strong feeling one of these guys is going to take him because I'm very high on Christian Kirk. He goes ahead. He gets McColl Harmon. So he's kind of building a best ball team here. Uh, you can see Deja Bru. He already has Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and then he gets McCall Hardman. So somewhat of a best ball team. Emmanuel Sanders goes, and it's just an easy pick for me right here. We're going to go and we're going to smash Christian Kirk, receiver Arizona Cardinals in the ninth round, just so disrespectful that he falls this far. Uh, Christian Kirk literally just went in this draft, I believe, outside the top 100 picks. That shouldn't happen. Christian Kirk is a top 75 overall player in my rankings right now, as I adjust the screen. So we just went four receivers in a row. I feel good about that. I feel good about our start. My next two picks, probably a quarterback and probably a tight end. So I think at some point, there's going to be a quarterback and tight end run. Hopefully it doesn't get all the way down to us and there's nothing good left. I don't think that'll happen, but we'll see. I think we made a pretty good recovery from getting sniped here in the fifth round, if you recall, where I wanted one of McLaurin, Lockett, AJ Brown, or Keenan Elm. They all go in a row, literally all of them. I would have I taken any of them here in the fifth round. I think we made a pretty good pivot by not taking the worst available now guy in that tier than like a T.Y. Hilton or a Sutton and being too early on them. We took a Swift, which with his injuries right now might be too early, but if it's not, if it's not too early and maybe he misses a week or two, fifth round for DeAndre Swift is completely fine in my opinion. He's normally going in the fifth or fourth round. If there was no injury, in did all these practices, but he's returned to practice. So I feel a little bit better about that now. You could see a little bit more of a quarterback run, but we ended up recovering in a great way, I think. We got Amari at value before that, and then receiver, we just pound Stefan Diggs, Landry, Deshaun Jackson, and Christian Kirk. In my opinion, you're getting a number one receiver in Amari, number one in Stefan Diggs, a 1A1B in Landry, a number one receiver in Deshaun Jackson, and then the clear wide receiver too with upside in the ninth round in Christian Kirk. So I like that a lot. We're definitely going to be starting to look at quarterbacks as a couple go off the board now. Um, a lot of tight ends are going off the board. So this is all you're seeing. These are the rounds, right? Nine to eleven is when all the quarterbacks and all the tight ends go i'm just hoping somebody somebody can make it back to us uh, without too much detriment uh, and too many guys going off the clock. You can see Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady go. It's a little bit early for Aaron Rodgers, but can't knock it too much, but I would definitely have taken Stafford, Wentz, uh, KM Newton over them. Some tight ends are going now as you see Noah Fan and Rob Gronkowski. I don't really have any interest in either of them. Noah fans my tight end 18. Much lower than consensus on Noah Fant right now. Uh, not a lot of running backs left. You got the Jacksonville guys and Michael Armstrong, Chris Thompson, Damian Harris, if you want to take a risk there. I don't really like much of these running backs left. I've already got the four that I need. I'm fine with that. I got five receivers now, so we're going to go quarterback and tight end here. I mean, we really don't even need to, but I think we should at least snag one before these tiers start to drop off and get ahead of the curve because then if it starts to drop off you're in a really bad spot. But there are good receivers left. I mean I'm talking Nikhil Harry, Sammy Watkins, Alan Lazard, Darius Slayton, Anthony Miller. All these guys are still left in the clock. Uh running backs best available. Chris Thompson, Damian Harris, Ryqual, armstead Chase Edmonds goes. So I mean, we're a pick away. I think I'm going to snag. I got a lot of good quarterbacks. Matt Stafford, Carson Wentz and Cam Newton. I want to take one of them because I think these guys are going to snag a quarterback in their next two picks, and those are my best available. Sony Michelle goes. So my best available right now: Matt Stafford, Carson Wentz, and Cam Newton. In that order, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take Matthew Stafford here. A little bit of an injury, maybe concerns for Carson Wentz, and I just have Stafford ranked the highest. So I'll go ahead. I'll take him. Sony Michelle goes at the 10 eight. I mean, it's late enough to where you can take him. He's getting outside the top 130 picks, but he's my running back 56 right now. I would have rather had Duke Johnson, Tony Pollard, all the Jacksonville guys. Even you can see now. I think we made the right decision because Carson Wentz goes. I think another quarterback is. Is probably going to be taken in these next couple of picks uh, basically because of the fact that, look, I mean, he has. Dak Prescott and he has Patrick Mahomes. So that could be the argument that they don't take them. So maybe I could have looked and waited and landed one. I actually didn't. I forgot he had Patrick Mahomes. That's an issue on my end. So don't make that donkey mistake like I did. Be sure to see who the guys ahead of you already have. Like he already has Mahomes. Odds of him taking another quarterback here, pretty slim. He just took Dak Prescott a couple rounds ago. Odds of him taking another quarterback with one of these two picks, pretty slim. So it was really only Buckeye that could have taken a quarterback here. So I probably shouldn't have gone Stafford. I actually like Stafford the most. So maybe he takes him. So I'm not totally against it. It's not that big of a blow for me. Especially since I'm not getting sniped right now on any running backs or receivers. I don't really care about much of the running backs or receivers because I think they might be there next round. So I think we're going to go ahead. We might actually snag our tight end now. Like there's so many good tight ends left. Yoseki, Jonu Smith, Hawkinson, Herndon, Blake Jarwin, Ian Thomas, all these guys that I really like. Let's see how many teams have taken tight ends. He's taken two. He's taking one, he's taking one, he's taking one. Pretty much every single team except for me has taken a tight end at this point. So Hunter Henry goes, I think I might wait on tight end. I think we might wait till the 12th round on the tight end. Fingers crossed the teams don't start taking two tight ends, but I think there's like six or seven guys that I still like on the board. So we'll probably wait on tight end here. I'm gonna just load up again on wide receiver. Nikhil Harry stands out. Alan Lazard stands out. Anthony Miller, to an extent, I believe, is he still on the clock? Anthony Miller might've actually went. Let's see. So Anthony Miller went. So I'm going to remove him from my rankings. Uh, Darius Slayton, I, I do like Darius Slayton, but I think I'm going to end up going. Slayton is gone as well. So I think I'm going to end up going here. Joshua Kelly goes in the 11th. That's not a bad pick on what's recently happening. So he goes back to back quarterbacks. I'm going to go here and I'm going to get Alan Lazard. We pick up our sixth receiver, the wide receiver two for the Packers. I feel good about that. And now the next time around, we're going to snag a tight end. So I'm going to hope to snag a tight end in the 12th and the 13th round, maybe back to back here, or at least in the 12th and the 14th round. I'm also pretty shocked that Cam Newton is still on the board. Like guys that are going ahead of Cam Newton shouldn't be right now. And Ben Roethlisberger, Daniel Jones, I would argue even Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady shouldn't be going ahead of Cam Newton right now. So yeah, I think somebody's going to get a really good value in Cam Newton. I guess I could have waited, but I'm fine getting Matthew Stafford. He was my highest ranked guy left my number nine overall, uh, quarterback so now we're in the rounds where we can start to shoot for some real upside right we're in the 12th round we don't need to pick a defense or a kicker we've got six wide receivers we've got four running backs at this point i'll take another running back later in the draft but i don't need to do so right now maybe i'll take a divine Azebo or Jarek mckinnon in a round or two right i need to get tight ends i'll probably try and snag back-to-back tight ends in rounds 12 and 13 and just snag some combination like guys are falling right now so i mean mike gasecki still on the clock Johnnie Smith is still in the clock, right? Austin Hooper, Goddard, T.J. Hawkinson, Herndon—all these guys, I'll be—I'll be fine taking back-to-back of them. We're seeing a lot of guys go off the board right now, and pretty quickly. Uh, Laviska Chenault is still on the board. Somebody that I'm eyeing up. A lot of bad running backs are going off the board right now. Daryl Henderson Jr. dealing with injury. A.J. Dillon, a third string on his team, even though people want him to be more than that because of his quads. Sammy Watkins goes. So a lot of guys are going off the board. I'm going to be pretty firm with tight end, but again, if 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 I get to my pick and no tight ends go, like literally none have gone since my last pick, I'm just going to draft tight ends in the 13th and 14th round, then right? Uh, like I don't need to be smashing them when there's six or seven guys who look very similar uh, on the board together. Also worth pointing out that Cam Newton went in the 12th round of this draft. If that ever happens in your actual draft, snag Cam Newton. I mean, take Cam Newton at that point. Um, that's just too good of a pick. Cam Newton's a top 12 quarterback for me and a bunch of guys. Joe Burrow, Daniel Jones, Ben Roethlisberger, guys going way, way, way ahead of him that shouldn't be going ahead of him, in my opinion. Brian Edwards goes, Duke Johnson goes. So we're getting closer to my pick right now. No tight ends have gone. Literally not a single tight end has gone since my last pick, which is uh, pretty crazy. There goes one, Jared Cook, and he's the one that I don't even like. I have Jared Cook as my tight end number 19 right now. So I'm on the clock. I still don't even need to go uh to a tight end right now. So why go tight end when I don't need to? I'm gonna go LaViska Schnault, snag another high upside wide receiver, rookie receiver here. We snag LaViska Chenault, Lavisca, Leviscus, whoever we want to say at that point. So we get ourselves LaViska Chenault. I like that a lot. It looks like a, a very good pick at this point. And now I'm just gonna go with my next pick and get a tight end, right? Like I, I don't know why. We don't need to go back to back tight ends if there's good value on the board at tight end, like a lot of it. Mike Gasecki, Johnu Smith. I mean, I could have taken Gasecki there in the thirteenth and said, good, I got a good value, but there's not that much of a difference between him and Johnu Smith and Hawkinson and Herdin for me. And even Blake Jarwin at this point. So we have now very much loaded up on wide receiver. And I think we got good ones. We got seven receivers, four running backs. And I think we got what, five rounds, six rounds left in this draft. So I'll snag another wide receiver, probably two tight ends, a quarterback and a running back to close this bad boy out. I feel very good about our receiving court. I feel very good about our running backs. I feel very good about our solo quarterback right now and Matt Stafford. And let's see who's about to join this team at the tight end position as we got a lot, a lot of guys out there uh, we'll try and snag up a couple of them. Right now it's gonna be Mike Goseki if he really falls to the 13th round. Easy pickings for me. And Mike Goseki, people just hate the good tight ends, I guess. Mike Goseki falls to the 13th round. It's an easy pick for me. And I'm gonna hope to come back around with my 14th pick and just snag a John who Smith or a TJ Hawkinson or a Chris Herndon or a Blake Jarwin. All those guys look very good to me. They all look pretty similar. Um, so yeah, I feel really good about the start. Daryl Williams goes as there's speculation that DeAndre Washington might actually be getting cut now in Kansas City. So we'll see what happens there. Brandon Ayuk goes. Brandon Ayuk is very similar in the situation right now, dealing with a hamstring. Injury. It's not as severe as Jalen Rieger missing a couple of weeks of the year, but it does make him sketchy, makes him fall this far. There goes a decent tight end. TJ Hawkinson finally goes looking at some of these other teams right now with their building here. I do like when I see a guy just have one quarterback so far. So like right here, it's not Micah. He has one quarterback. It means that you probably have a pretty decent draft, but not really liking Le'Veon Bell. The start of Derrick Henry and Julio Jones is very elite. Robert Woods in the fourth. I always love that. Devontae Parker in the seventh is very strong. I mean, getting Josh Allen to nine, eight is obviously strong. Rieger, concerned about the injuries. I'm not drafting him, but getting him at the end of the 11th, it's not much risk there, but I'd rather just take another guy. I think a lot of people are probably going to drop Rieger since he's going to miss a month of the season and pick up other guys anyways. And he could probably just pick up Rieger instead of drafting him somewhat early in your drafts. I'll say that I'm kind of surprised how early a guy in uh, Joshua Kelly went in this draft. But again, if you're betting on the upside of Joshua Kelly, I think Joshua Kelly ended up going in the 11th round look, he's taking the red zone work right now. All of it. Justin Jackson is hurt. He might be Melvin Gordon. There's a chance. There's a decent percentage chance now that he's going to be Melvin Gordon in this offense. If indeed you're going to get an injured going out there, Justin Jackson, not being there and Allison Ecker keeping his same role um, as last year. That's not a guarantee. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but there's at least a chance that does happen. Also, let me know in the comment section down below, what do you think of the draft so far, right? Let's zoom in on my draft as we're approaching our pick. We got to start the draft. Kamara, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon. Then we go with Amari Cooper, DeAndre Swift, Stefan Diggs, Jarvis Landry, Deshaun Jackson, Christian Kirk. Then we get Stafford as our solo quarterback. We'll pick up another one later. Elm Lizzard and Zlowiska Chenault, upside receivers, and Mike Gasecki. Now, a lot of the tight ends that I was hoping to get have all gone off the board at this point, right? Chris Herndon just went off the board a couple picks before me. So it looks like we're probably not going back to back tight ends as Chris Herndon, Blake Jarwin, all these guys go off the board. So I'm just going to wait now on tight end. We can get an Ian Thomas later on, or even an Austin Hooper later on at this point. Actually, Hooper already went as well. So I'm very happy that we took Mike Gasecki in the 13th because there was just a huge run on tight tight ends at this point. So we're going to wait now. We're in the 14th round. I'm on the clock. Uh, You got guys like Denzel Mims on the clock. You got other tight ends like Ian Thomas is at least on the clock. Dallas Goddard is on the clock. I might take Dallas Goddard here we'll take Dallas Goddard. We'll go back to back tight ends to close the door on tight end in this draft. We get Gasecki and Tal- Dallas Goddard. For me, those are two top 14 tight ends. feel really good about landing them in the 13th and 14th rounds. Mike Williams goes in the 14th round. Again, don't really hate it, but he's off my board right now for drafts. He's my 72nd wide receiver due to his injury. And that injury looks like a month at least. Uh Kind of scary there. So let's look at what we can kind of do. We got four rounds left. Probably get a backup quarterback probably snag a fifth running back and then I might just draft nine wide receivers in this draft depending on what's left on the draft board at this point Devine vine is was by far my best running back left RB 49 I was thinking about taking him over Dallas Goddard but I figured that we had a decent amount of running back depth there's really no running backs that I want at this point you're looking at like JD McKissick Jamal Williams Malcolm Brown Giovanni Bernard Frank Gore type players like there's nothing left at running back I feel good just going with four running backs and if I have to pick up somebody on waivers so be it maybe I'll take somebody in the really really late rounds like a Darrington Evans just in case a guy like Derrick Henry gets hurt he's the only other player in that backfield at this point we're in the 15th round we could start looking at backup quarterback but i might wait till like the 16th jared goff uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Those are guys still on the board, even Drew Locke, Sam Darnold. So maybe I take Jimmy G here in the 15th. I'm looking on what's on the board. If Denzel Mims falls to us, we're going to take our eighth wide receiver and just snag Denzel Mims. He returned to practice and the Jets are really, really hurting at wide receiver right now. He does fall to us. So we'll go ahead. We'll snag Denzel Mims here. We got another rookie receiver on our, on our squad. We got LaVisca Chenault and Denzel Mims as our rookie wide receivers right now. And look, Mims returns to practice and there's, there's nobody out there, right? Herndon just got banged up. Pearman has been hurt. Everybody's hurt on this team. Even Vincent Smith and backup wide receivers are hurt. It. Just- Crowder right now that's fully healthy, somewhat earned him, and then Denzel Mims, who finally returned to practice. DD e. Westbrook's dealing with an injury, he just goes off the clock. I think Steve Sims is a very sharp pick, he was somebody that I was debating at this next pick, but he ends up going. Uh, Deja Bru has been doing a very good draft so far. So, shut up, Toby, at the one spot, Deja Bru, the two spot, pretty strong drafts. Deja Bru goes Chris Thompson in the 10th, and Joshua Kelly in the 11th. This is more of like a best fall tournament type of team, so that's probably what he's drafting for. Azigo in the 14th, uh, having a stack right of Mahomes. Hardman and Kelsey. It very much looks like a best ball upside. AJ Brown on it as well. I don't hate it. I don't not hate it at all. To just give you an idea of what's left on the clock right now at running back, it is very, very ugly. I mean, we just got LaShawn McCoy picked, who's probably gonna go uh get cut, right? Like LaShawn McCoy is definitely getting cut after the addition of Leonard Fournette. It is very ugly right now. Running back is like Malcolm Brown, Jamal Williams. Jalen Richard and Jalen Richard actually just went off the board. So yeah, there's no way you could really take a running back here. Like the best available might actually be JD McKissick. And that's not great. I'm looking at the clock right now. I mean, a backup quarterback, we're going to have to get at some point is Paris Campbell still on the clock. I really, I mean, this will be my ninth overall. I think Campbell's already gone. Uh, yeah, he's already gone. I was going to say this would be my ninth overall wide receiver. We probably don't need that at this point, Sal. Darrington, Evan goes, he was like the only running back I was even considering for a fifth overall running back. There's just nothing left. Like I don't want to be drafting Devonta Freeman at this point. Who's not even on a team. I'm on the clock right now. I'm going to snag our backup quarterback at this point. I believe Jimmy G is still available. Yep. He's by far my best available to quarterback. He was my quarterback 17. He's on the board. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to take Jimmy G best available quarterback. We got our two quarterbacks right now, our two tight ends, and that's all I need at this point. So we're going to finish up these final two rounds, probably with wide receivers, maybe a third tight end if Ian Thomas falls to us, might as well just snag him. Russell Gage goes off the clock. He was looking pretty good. Like my best available is right now at wide receiver or Van Jefferson, who's making headwaves in practice at this point. KJ Hamler, if you think he comes back, JJ arcega Whiteside's gonna start the season off as a starter at least. So yeah, I think I'm gonna go Van Jefferson here. Antonio Brown's always at least an option. We'll snag our ninth wide receiver. And then in the final round, we'll probably just snag one of these running backs. These running backs all look just so terrible though. Maybe Anthony McFarland, even though he's third on the depth chart right now. I don't think Jamal Williams is a terrible pick. Like everybody thinks AJ Dillon is gonna be the RB I really don't think he's going to be. I mean, maybe he will be, but Jamal Williams is a very good player on the team and they like him a lot. MVS goes, which is a pretty good pick. We're gonna snag another rookie wide receiver because why not at this point? We're gonna go ahead. We're gonna snag Van Jefferson. I like Van Jefferson a lot. Alshon Jeffrey's still out there, but I prefer Van Jefferson. They're saying Van Jefferson is really pushing Josh Reynolds right now for the wide receiver two job and a pass heavy and pass-friendly offense uh, with the Rams. So this draft is pretty crazy. 19 rounds, no kicker, no defense. I got nine running backs. We get four running backs, actually, nine wide receivers. Sorry. We get four running backs early. So look, if you're gonna get four stud running backs, in your first five picks, and I think they're studs. We'll see what happens with DeAndre Andre Swift, but Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, and a guy in Alvin Kamara. As long as Kamara plays, yeah, I think there's a lot of upside there. I didn't feel the need to go and get Latavius Murray handcuff early where he went in like the seventh or eighth round. But yes, I do like this a lot, and I like the draft that we got. I, when I get four running backs early, if there's nothing left in the bone, I'm not just burning a pick on like Rex Burkhead in these last rounds or J.D. McKissick. Right, it does nothing for me. I'll just pick somebody up during the season if I really need to. Four running backs early lets us pick nine wide receivers, let us pick two quarterbacks, and now I'm going to go ahead. And I'm going to get a third tight end if Ian Thomas falls to us. All these picks you see quickly going, Doing. I think we're going to go ahead and snag a third tight end and Ian Thomas because there's no way he should be left on the clock. I'm not even sure if he is on the clock at this point. He is. There's no way he should be still on the clock. We're going to snag him if he falls to us. I want to say that I appreciate you all tuning in. This is the last mock draft of the year. I might do my, if you've watched to this point, let me know in the comments. Do you want me to live stream my actual home league Tuesday night? Maybe I will. Um, we're going to be doing it pretty late. Ian Thomas fell to us, so we're going to take a third tight end. I don't normally like taking third tight ends, but I was considering taking Ian Thomas in the 14th round. He falls to the end of the 18th. I'll be damn sure I'm taking him there. We'll do a full look at my teams. Again, thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate appreciate it. These mock drafts, we'll be doing a mock draft every single Friday since I think like March or April. So the dedication has been there. If you're tuning in and this is your first one you're seeing, thank you for tuning into this one. If you've been along for the ride on all of them, it's been so damn fun. I'm so excited for football to be here. Thank you so much for tuning into all of my content this football season. We're going to have a couple more videos for season long over the weekend, and then we get right into that daily week-to-week grind of the NFL. So thank you so much. The draft is now complete. What do you think of it? You can see everybody else's team if you really want to. In order to keep this video somewhat short, around 40 minutes, I won't be going over everybody's team, but we'll look at our team that we just drafted here. We got Kamara again. This is being recorded on Thursday morning. So, if anything crazy happens and Kamara's traded, well, obviously I wouldn't be taking him this high, likely. Uh, Alvin Kamara, Todd Gurley, Melvin Gordon. We started off with three running backs in a row. We go five out of our next picks receivers with the value pick in Amari in the end of the fourth round DeAndre Swift, Stefan Diggs, Jarvis Landry, Deshaun Jackson in the eighth. I love that pick. I don't think a lot of people are starting to take him that early yet, and I love it. Christian Kirk in the ninth, as you can see right here. I'll, I'll just highlight just my team just so it only is the only one that comes up. Then we get our quarterback in the tenth. We kind of wait really late on tight end, but it pays off. I mean, we get two more nice receivers, right? Wide receiver Twos with upside and Alan Lazard and LaVisca Chenault on their individual teams. And then we start snagging our tight ends. Mike Gasecki in the 13th is like shocking, in my opinion. Uh, Dallas got him in the 14th. That's where he's normally going. I think that's value. We double tap tight end. We get rookie upside receivers. So we drafted three receivers, rookies right now, that. Yes, Denzel Mims was injured, but he just returned to practice. Van Jefferson is is balling out in camp right now, and so is LaVisca Chenault. They're saying that he's not balling out at getting a lot of headlines, but they're saying he's doing everything right in that offense. And no, Leonard Fournette maybe means that LaVisca Chenault sees like one or two carries per game, somewhere around there. So, yeah, I think this is very good. Jimmy J is my backup. I feel solid about that. A top 18 quarterback for me, 17th overall. And then you get Ian Thomas with the last pick in the draft. Yes, please. I don't like holding three tight ends, but I'd rather have Ian Thomas, who I think has a skill set to be a flex option for me as well, over guys like Frank Gore, Anthony McFarland, right? You could have told me I could have picked that. 10th wide receiver. And I probably would have guys like J.J. Arcega, Whiteside, Antonio Brown, but I think we're pretty good. My addiction of wide receivers. I don't think we have to go to double digit rounds, right? But I thank you so much for tuning into this one. This really has been a ton of fun, more content over the weekend. Be sure again, if you're, if you're just watching this right now, Friday morning, there's 120 videos in the 2020 fantasy football playlist, which is totally free. It's linked down below. It's on the channel. You can check it all out. Get educated for free. And also if you want to support me, you can do so by hitting that like button. big old subscribe button pops up. And then the Supreme draft guide is just $10. Thanks to monkey knife. It'll be linked down below. If you want to get that. Thank you so much for tuning in thanks for watching all the way through. If you watch this entire video, you're a damn trooper or podcast. Let me know in the comment section down below. You all rock. I'll see you in the next one, gang, and enjoy the start of your weekend.